0: All right. Well, thank you for having this interview with me. Um, if you could start off by kind of introducing yourself and uh, like your background that you have in Latin. Sure. Uh, that would be that'd be good.
1: Sure. My name is Matthew Hopper, and um, I studied uh, ancient language in college. I studied Greek and Latin and Hebrew and um, some modern languages like German and Arabic and I fell in love with the study of language and I particularly loved the history and languages and literature of the ancient world and so um, when I finished grad school I looked for uh, teaching opportunities to teach Latin um, and I am working at First Presbyterian
0: Day School in Macon, Georgia. And how long have you been teaching there for? This is actually my 10th year. Oh wow, wow. All right, so I um... Then, in your opinion, what are the benefits of studying Latin, and how can it help students develop their language and analytical skills?
1: Okay, well, since Latin is a historical language, um, it's just about inevitable that when you are studying Latin language and reading Roman authors that you do end up learning a lot of very important history, so that's one of the big benefits, Um, and through the reading of Roman literature and learning the stories of Roman civilization, you develop a greater appreciation for the achievements um, of earlier civilizations, not just the Romans, but a lot of the other civilizations that existed at the same time as the Romans and had uh, any kind of connection to the Romans. Um, As for Latin helping the language skills and analytical skills of students, The the truth is that Latin is a relatively complex language, especially in comparison to modern languages. Since Latin is a case language, um, Latin conveys meaning in any given sentence by changing the forms of words. Most all words can um, take many different uh, forms, and this requires the reader or speaker to be constantly doing analysis of forms. Every word you encounter in a sentence might be spelled differently than the last time you saw it. And those spelling changes um, are what really perform grammar. And so anybody trying to read or understand Latin has got to be in a total state of focus at all times. And so Latin really trains you to pay attention to details. It improves your abilities to focus and concentrate. And to analyze tiny details, there might be five small little grammatical details all indicated in a given word just by the addition of one letter here and one letter there. So um, Latin requires complete focus, and it it truly does, um, more so than some other languages, um, develop the ability to do analysis and um, stuff like that.
0: Would you say that the sentence structure also plays a role where in English, you know, it's we have subject, verb, object. Yes. Yes. The English Latin has, order. Uh, you know, subject, object, verb. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, English word order is very regular and predictable. English depends upon that because we don't highly inflect our words. Um, but Latin does not have to stick to any rigid word order. Some word orders are more common than others. So it is very typical for a subject to come fairly early in a sentence. It's also typical for a verb to come fairly late in a sentence, but that's not always the case. And there's certainly not a rule about that. And so um, the the various parts of a sentence can come to you in just about any order. Again, that just keeps you on your toes, develops those that skill to focus and analyze at all times. It's, yeah, it's just more things you've got to uh, be aware of at all times in any given sentence.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as you, you know, get comfortable with a particular author, I'm sure that that yes. gets easier. Yes. Um, yep. It's kind of like following up on that. What characteristics of Latin do you find most interesting?
1: Well, um, for one thing, the way Latin uh, does help you in so many other areas of life, like we were just saying, it helps your problem solving skills. It helps your analytical skills. It helps you develop greater concentration and focus. Um, The fact that it does that allows Latin to make your um, skills better in other areas of life, such as your English language, your ability to read and write English, your listening skills um, are all sharpened. All these all these things are sharpened through your exposure to Latin. But as far as unique qualities of Latin that I enjoy, um, I would say Latin is a very sophisticated language. I have studied other foreign languages, other ancient languages such as ancient Hebrew, ancient Egyptian. Um, and although I do really enjoy those languages and I enjoyed studying them and I enjoy learning more about the Egyptians and you know the ancient Babylonians and the Hebrews, the fact of the matter is those languages, by comparison to Latin, are just a little bit clunky. They're a little bit clumsy. They're nowhere near as precise. Um, you know, ancient Hebrew has basically one, just about one conjunction, and it does the duty of like 50 Latin words. And yet, <laughs> uh, because wow. then, rather, even though, um, you know, Latin has probably six words for and. Yeah. Um, and you can just make a whole long, long, long list of uh, Latin conjunctions just to pick out one little part of speech. It's just an extremely rich and varied language, and it is capable of saying things in really precise ways. Um, And and Latin doesn't have to use, by the way, Latin doesn't have to use 50 words to say something. That's one of the other amazing facts about Latin is its ability to convey nuance very easily. So if you take something like a verbal participle, um, just a little letter here and a little letter there, can convey tons of nuance um such as purpose or um you know circumstances it can attribute motives um latin language is uncanny in its ability to say a great deal in a very small amount of time a very small amount of words um that makes it very special and for someone who does love language it's just very impressive it's great
0: when you say that it's very precise and some other languages are a little bit more clunky do you think mm-hmm. that this, this leads Latin to be very enjoyable to read Latin poetry in particular?
1: Um, yes, yes. Um, the poets that I have the most familiarity reading definitely starts with Virgil. And he. one of the reasons why Virgil is so often cited as the greatest of Roman poets is because he excelled at... Um, being able to cram tons of nuance and uh, meaning and emotion into just uh, small phrases.
0: Yeah. Like each each small little bit, like each word just carries so much weight in each of his verses, is what you're saying? Yes. All right, so... Other you know,
1: uh, civilizations did do poetry. The ancient Israelites certainly uh, wrote poetry. There's no doubt about it. Um, like I said, it's just... Uh, Latin is capable of, of amazing, amazing beauty.
0: Yeah. So um, what challenges have you encountered while teaching Latin and how have you worked to overcome them? Okay.
1: That's a great question. Um, The simple answer is one of the great challenges of teaching Latin is the fact that teaching in the grades that I do, um, I am working with students who have probably never studied foreign language before. They've definitely never studied an ancient language. They've never never studied a case language. And that is a very different experience than English. And so basically to summarize, Latin is very challenging. Um, it is especially challenging for anybody who has not already developed a lot of skill at the acquisition of language. Um, and there was a time in history where students were required to take Latin, you know, those days are long gone. My students are not required to take Latin. They have other choices. And so it is a humongous challenge to try to keep my program viable, um, to attract new students on a yearly basis to come and take on a challenge like the study of Latin when they do not have to. Um, And they are all extremely worried about you know, keeping their GPA very high. And so there are a lot of students who would make fantastic Latin students who would never consider taking Latin because they're so worried about um, losing points on their GPA. And uh, that's really sad that a lot of students yeah. who would enjoy it, who would be well-suited for it, uh, never even uh, walk through the door and miss out because, uh, like I said, they're not required to do it and it is challenging. That is that is easily the biggest challenge of... Um, of my of my job
0: um so going back to you teach uh you know from grades 8 to 12. yes is that correct Mm -hmm. um would you say that like the first two years of learning latin would be the hardest and like after you get over this kind of hump of learning all the case endings learning all the grammar it becomes you know not easy, but a lot mm-hmm. easier than your sure. first experience.
1: Yeah, there are peaks and valleys all along the way. Um, most of Latin one is pretty easy. Latin two definitely starts getting challenging. That's when you start learning about all the different uses of the infinitive and the participle and varieties of subclauses. clauses. Um, the truth is that in a way, learning Latin is more difficult in the first two years, but It's also true that it's easier to get an A in the first two years because uh, because they're still new to it and they're just eighth graders and ninth graders. I have a lot of stuff built into my Latin one and two class that is either mostly participation credit or is just, um, you know, it's just fun or it's just it's relatively easy. Um, And that's my way of trying to balance because it is really difficult to learn 500 words Uh, 200 endings, and um, bunches and bunches of grammatical rules, I realize all that is really hard. So we space it out really, really slow. And I built into my syllabi lots of ways for students to very easily keep their grade up. So the study of the language, you might say, is a little more difficult in the first two years, but it does not automatically follow that. It's also harder in the first two years to get a good grade.
0: I understand. I understand. And is that kind of like what you're trying to do to, you know, allow people to take on the challenge of Latin when it would be easier to, to take another language?
1: Yes. Um, so, you know, if you were to ask me what, what am I doing to help try to overcome that great challenge? I would say, well, I try to make it as easy as I can. I teach extremely in detail and thoroughly, and I actually end up repeating myself a lot. I'll teach the exact same grammar over and over <laughs> Um, And I will give them lots of what I would describe as easy quizzes on repeat, a quiz over first declension case endings, a quiz over vocab, another quiz over first declension case endings, another quiz over vocab, and then they will meet both of them again in a test. So we do a lot of repetition. Um, That's one way I try to, I just try to make it easier for them. I also try to uh, make it extra interesting to them because it's a very common experience that when somebody takes an interest in something, they're more willing to do the work it is involved in Mm -hmm. learning. So I try to make it fun. I try to utilize um, all kinds of uh, unique things to make this language classroom different than other language classrooms. So I use um, samples of music recorded um, using, you know, instruments that attempt to replicate what kind of instruments were used by the Greeks and the Romans. I use musical samples in class. I use lots and lots of um pictures of ruins or pictures of uh, artists' renderings of what the ancient form would look like and uh, Roman armies marching into battle. And I have historical replicas all over my room. I have um, replica pieces of Greek and Roman sculpture. We have replica Roman coins, replica Roman weapons, pieces of armor, um, you know, all over this classroom. And you know, I utilize these things for the purpose of doing demonstrations and uh, helping it to helping the students utilize uh, their imaginations, helping them um, be able to see some of what we're talking about. And so it's not always just talking about subject verb agreement and verb tense, which gets tedious. Um, I do these things to try and, you know, since Latin is a historical language, you really should in my opinion, take advantage of all that fun stuff that there is um, connected to the study of the ancient Romans. And if that does the job of helping maintain interest among students who don't necessarily take a lot of interest in grammar, um, you know, I will gladly take that. Um, Whatever I can do to try to increase their interest, ultimately, I believe will help them retain the information and and, and get through, get over some of those difficult days when we're doing challenging stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it can be a, a while, you know, just being in the textbook, but, you know, the camera can't see it. But you have a huge, uh, like, mm-hmm. painting of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Italy and, yeah, the whole world basically on your wall.
1: Briefly, um, just, just right here.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. You have a lot of new stuff, but it's a lot easier to, you know, stay, stay engaged. If you're pretending to, you know, be Caesar or Tiberius and, uh, you know, try and act like what he would do, uh, in those times, but all right. Thank you, Mr. Hopper. Uh, a new pleasure. I got, uh, we got a ton of good stuff here. Um, okay. I'm glad that you, you put some stuff like set some, a time aside out of your day. Uh, it's sure. Be, my pleasure.
1: Yeah.